welcome to the Terminal Velocity Comic Book Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew. And I'm Scott. And uh, each and every week we get together to discuss comic book runs uh, of the past, present, sometimes future, and sometimes not at all. Uh, which is kind of what we're doing today for our special one-year anniversary. Uh, congratulations, Scott. Yeah, congratulations. This has been... We were talking about this one a little while ago, and I can't believe we've actually made it to 52 consecutive weeks of recording. That's I think that's really an accomplishment for two um, guys that are doing this part-time and that, are, that have kids and other life um, <laughs> <laughs> duties. That, Crazy schedules and yes. everything. So a big thank you goes out, obviously, to our wives as well uh, for letting us do this. Uh, is, yeah. is it your anniversary coming up? <laughs> no, but I just oh. feel I should kiss ass a little bit. <laughs> well, mine already passed, so I'm, I'm in the clear. <laughs> You're in the clear. Yeah. But, uh, I, I also want to thank our listeners. Uh, we it, It's been great to see you guys listening and seeing all the different places around the world. Uh, I just saw we have a, a listener in Iceland uh, and Poland. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I, I love seeing, you know, we, we've always people popping up uh, in Devon in the UK. We've obviously got a good uh, number of people in Toronto that are also listening. Um, a lot of people over the all over the states are listening. Big surprise, we're we've got quite a few listeners in China. So hello to our friends in China. That um, that just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, and and as you say, we've got some places. Uh, we've got Iceland, we've got Poland, we've got other places in Europe. So a big hello and welcome uh, to the Terminal Velocity podcast and podcasting family. Um, big hello and shout out to all of you listeners out there. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. So uh, with that said, uh, this is issue fifty two, and we thought we'd do something a little special uh, with it, and uh, we decided instead of doing a comic run. Uh, we're going to actually talk about comic movies, uh, but specifically the worst comic movies, uh, <laughs> just because it wouldn't be us if we if we went positive with it. Yeah. Um, it's always much yeah, more I fun to made... shit on a movie than it is to, to <laughs> sing its praises. <laughs> oh, I'm getting ready for Joker, so, uh, you know, I, I got to I got to get my get my vibe going. Um also, I miss filming Beyond Elseworlds. We haven't really seen a comic movie recently that uh, warranted really going to see it. So Yeah. Yeah, nothing's... Uh, I will say nothing has come out since... Well, I, did we do a Spider-Man? We did, uh, we did. That's oh, actually okay. the last Beyond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Beyond. Both, uh, bonus Elseworlds uh, episode that we did. We might need to start branching out into some of the animated just to fill the gaps. We could we could go back into sci-fi with uh, Doctor Who or yeah. Star Trek or any of those worlds. We yeah, kind of did have some stuff planned. Do you know what we should do? We should probably do a special on The Boys. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, mostly because I'm just finishing I, watching we it. Literally, and... we're just talking about that show, and it never occurred to me mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to actually do an episode, which obviously we should. Yes. Yeah, I'm done can. with that, so uh, keep an eye out for that. That should be coming down <laughs> the pipeline very soon. In, in the next couple of weeks, we'll definitely have an episode on the boys. Um, uh, so, I think this is going to be a Sorry, we keep talking over each other today. <laughs> <laughs> We're just too excited. Um, I'm not used to being awake with the living during the day, so <laughs> I, I'm, yes. I'm winding um, down here. 
Yeah, we probably should say we're, we're dropping this episode a little bit later than we normally do. Um, we've moved from kind of a Sunday to it's either going to drop on a Tuesday, Wednesday type of thing from the other books uh, or from the other weeks. Um, mostly just to fit in with our life schedules and everything like that. So uh, apologies if that happens later than you would like, but uh, that's kind of the new schedule that we're moving to. We figure uh, also people are more interested as, you know, new comics are coming out. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we're we're hoping to be here to help get you ready for, for new comic, bu- comic book day every week. Yeah. So we'll see. Kind of give you ideas of what's out there. But getting to the movies, this was initially we had started with a, let's do a top 10 of the worst comic book movies that we can think of that we've seen. And that qu- that list quickly expanded for me personally to almost 30. Um, and I'm sure there's going to yeah. be some that pop up. So um, I think what we'll do is we'll kind of ma- maybe we'll try volleying back and forth a little bit and saying, you know, wh- one of one from our list and one from the other list. Um, maybe we'll try and round it out at top 20. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I could do that. I mean, I think I could go for a top 25, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Let's just kind of see where it goes then. <laughs> there's, there's some. Uh, how about this? So you've got at least 25, right? Yes. I know. I have 25 that I've written down. Um, we could do a. Let's okay. Let's do top 25. But let's say, if you want to throw out some of the ones that don't make that 25 for you, we could quickly talk about those ones. Uh, and I could say whether or not it's on my list. And then we could make each round. So let's say, yeah, it sounds sounds like a long show, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, here's pick 25. Here's my worst or my 20, uh, number 25. What's yours? And we can decide which one is worse and place it. Okay. Yeah, okay, let's do that. I'll have to maybe open a document just to make sure that I can throw some things in there. So let me just get something ready. Hey, well, while he's doing that, I also want to say that uh, aside from uh, our regular review, we also do a pick of the week where we talk about uh, all the releases that came out this, uh, in that week for comics, uh, or specifically what we've read, and, and we'll come up with our, our own picks of the week. And uh, that would be for the week of August 28th uh, that we'll be talking about. I guess I guess I could mention X Mansion, which we'll I don't know if it'll be a full full blown segment this week, but it'll we'll have a quick mention of uh, Jonathan Hickman's X Men run. So, uh, with that said, uh, are are you ready to go? Yeah, let's get started. Okay. Uh, okay. So aside, you said you had around thirty. Are there yeah. five that you say wouldn't make that twenty-five list? Um, well, there's low-hanging fruit that I'll automatically disqualify. <laughs> Things like Batman versus Superman that I guess I can take off the list. Um, it wouldn't thing... have even been in my worst list. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and I, I will admit that I've also cheated. So while I have, like I say, I think I counted and I had about 27 just before recording. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those include multiples so okay. um if there has been a franchise that has had one or two serious stinkers in there i've lumped the two of those together as one yeah. um so you know what i actually i don't know that i do have any that well, i would I'm gonna, say i'm gonna the, throw one low-hanging fruit that 
it's probably one of the worst superhero movies, comic book movies ever watched, but I did not put it on my list because it's just too fucking easy. (laughs) It's Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Oh, see, I actually had that on my list. It's just, it's just too easy. Like, when I think terrible comic book movie, that's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, so I have I have actually Superman three and four. <laughs> yeah, I, I on my li- <laughs> on my list. So will we say Superman three hits the top twenty five? Uh, it's not on my list, but I ha- I'll give you my twenty five, and we'll see which one wins. <laughs> okay, let's see. So my twenty five is Catwoman, and I put it on here because not having actually watched it and I had made a lifelong pledge that I will never watch it, <laughs> but I had to put it on the list because I know in my heart that it is one of the worst comic book movies ever made. I just can't put it higher on the list because I've never actually watched it. Fair enough. Uh, it is also on my list. So I am adding it as, <laughs> as the official number 25 okay. in, our, in our rundown. <laughs> yeah, it, that is a, a, a terrible disgrace of a movie where they've maintained the comic title alone and mm-hmm. then completely deviated from any recognizable source material. Well, the, the sad record. thing is it originally started as a, as a, a Batman Returns spinoff. And then when Batman Returns was not as well received by audiences, specifically uh, families and trying to sell Batman toys, mm-hmm. it kind of went into development hell. And then it was like recast and recast. I think it was at one time Ashley Judd was cast in the role. Yeah. And then eventually it just fell um, into that whatever that abomination was. And with uh, Halle Berry and I think Benjamin Bratt was in it. Yeah, they were. Like, yeah, just then she's like. It went from being Catwoman to being like a reincarnation of like an Egyptian goddess or something. <laughs> yeah, it was just an absolute terrible yeah. piece of shit of a movie that has. To and say it was a comic was book movie is probably stretching it, but yeah. I mean, when you had somebody like Halle Berry, for all intents and purposes, it should have been, you know, at least fun for quote unquote the guys to be watching. Um, but it was even, just even, ridiculously. Even in that era, it still wasn't enough. No, no, it, <laughs> it, it didn't pull it in. It was just, yeah. Okay, so that is number 25. That's fair. Number 25, Catwoman. Catwoman added to the list. Okay, um, I'll throw another one out. Um, I'll put it at, I'll say it's 24. I'm going to go with um, Judge Dredd. Specifically, the Stallone version. Oh, nice pick. And I totally forgot that existed. (laughs) Mine can't win now. Uh, (laughs) What was that line in that movie? He's like, I I am the law. law. I am the law. I am the law. Oh, my gosh. And then he never wears the helmet, except in like the first five minutes. Yes, the first five minutes. It probably had the coolest looking bike I've seen, but it doesn't hold the candle to the Carl Urban. Um, oh, that, that, that is a great comic movie, that Carl Urban one. Yeah. He never takes the damn helmet off. It's yes. So, awesome. so um, my number 24 was a late edition, but I remembered when you mentioned something, it made me remember how angry I was sitting in the theater, having been duped into seeing part two when I hated part one. Oh, and part two was worse was avp requiem oh you know what i had what a dumpster fire that movie 
I have AVP as a blanket category (laughs) because the first one was terrible and the second one was awful. Um, The first one I see as like kind of that garbage viewing that you could just kind of passively watch and not be totally irritated by. Especially also I got like a free movie ticket off of my purchase of the Predator uh, DVD at the time. So it didn't cost me anything. But uh, AVP Requiem, oh, like the promise of that movie. And I remember them Mark hyping it up being all, you know, we've learned from our mistakes. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, rated R and it's going to, you know, it's, it's really going to up the ante and actually give it, uh, do it justice. And then it just really did not. Fair enough. I will, I will give that as, as number 24. Um, but I'm going <laughs> to throw in Judge Dredd as number 23. <laughs> because it it was absolutely terrible and again i'm i'm catching the the blanket of avp uh original and then avp requiem uh, together so i'll do judge dread so you're saying judge for number 23 yeah judge for number 23 Um, i wonder if it can stand up to my number 23 all right let's see it that would be frank miller's the spirit now I will admit, I have only ever seen parts of this movie because it's I all you need to see because it's, exa- it's exactly what the movie is the entire time. <laughs> I couldn't sit through the entire thing. He's like, look at I, I succeeded with Sin City and it was like actually a good movie and stuff. I, I don't need Robert Rodriguez. I can do it myself. Okay. This movie is the single-handedly the reason I'm scared for Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Ooh. The comic, like, yeah, I get the comic creator, whatever. Uh, I, I mean, he, Frank Miller didn't create the spirit, but he had his own kind of uh, mark on it. I just, it makes me nervous because you just, there are attributes of the their side of the work that can lead to a, a great project. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think you, you need to go to, like, film school or have, like, that... That like kind of special <laughs> special talent for for filmmaking, uh, to to make a a film like cause I don't think he knows where to make concessions, especially Frank Miller of this era. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I just that's that's another one where it's low hanging fruit. I know it's not the greatest. I just I can never sit through it entirely. Yeah, I, I will admit to that. Okay, um. Fair enough. I will I will concede the Judge Dredd to the spirit because it is much, much worse. So is Judge Dredd out of the running or does he keep going uh, up the chart? <laughs> I don't know what to do with the 95 Judge Dredd just yet. <laughs> okay, how about this? So if, if a movie continues up the chart, it can go up three times. And if it, it gets knocked out, then it's knocked out. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I, do, I, I think I have my own ones that would push it out, though. Okay, well, it's, I'll, I'll leave it to you to make that call. Okay. Uh, so I'll go first with this one. My okay. number 22, Disney's The Rocketeer. Now, this might be someone's guilty pleasure, and it's got that, that wholesome feel-good thing, but it, it's just not a very good movie. <laughs> now, I have to admit on this one, I haven't actually seen The Rocketeer, so I can't qualify whether it was good or bad i've heard that it's actually got a bit of a cult following that it is oh it absolutely does and I, i'm gonna warn the audience right now a lot of mine have a cult following <laughs> so i'm gonna probably piss off a lot of people with my list 
So keeping in that vein, I'm going to go with one, the Phantom. Good old Billy Zane <laughs> in the Phantom. So we got to so, decide. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. The Phantom's my number 21. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That um, one is just yet another... It's another harmless one, but it's just it's unwatchable. <laughs> okay, I will... Okay, the Rocketeer, then, I will give to number 22, because it is... <laughs> Actually, no. I'm going to put Judge Dredd back in on this one. Is the Rocketeer worse than the Stallone Judge no, Dredd? No, not at all. So that, that, I, was, I was trying to give you a volley there with that one. Okay. So I, I'm willing to concede that the Rocketeer is completely harmless and can be dropped from the list. Okay, Judge Dredd, specifically the 1995 version. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so your number 21 is the Phantom. Okay. The Phantom. Are you? Would you? Are you okay with Phantom being uh, number 21? Yeah, I think I am. I am perfectly fine with that. Cool, because I'm I'm curious what your number two, your next one will be. Uh, come to my next one. <laughs> now I'm going through my list. I don't have them specifically numbered, but I'm trying to decide which ones are specifically worse than others. I'm okay um, with that. I'm gonna go with, you know, just because I don't think they're they're too much higher on the list. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm lumping these together, and it's the Punisher movies. Mm. Now, that's my. I have a question for you with that, because there's kind of two eras of Punisher movies. All Punisher movies. Really? Lung, Lungdren, straight through to the Travolta version. See, <laughs> I I don't know, like, cause I can I can find the guilty pleasure with the Thomas Jane Punisher movie, with even with Travol- Travolta's hammy acting. Um, but then the, the, the follow-up, the Punisher war zone was just a, a total mess mm-hmm. and Dolph Lundgren. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> let me put it this way. One of them appears later on in the list, much higher than, than <laughs> number 20. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, so that's, this could be up for debate. So let's see what you've got. <laughs> Might well. My number twenty is not gonna is harmless compared to these ones. Those ones. <laughs> uh, it may it probably won't even be on your radar. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Oh. Now is that the? That's the one where they go back in time to feudal Japan with yes. the little sep- magic scepter, and they got rid of Shredder and anything Ninja Turtles to fight. Uh, uh, a uh, British warlord, <laughs> right? In feudal Japan, while Casey Jones babysits the four samurai that just uh, got, were swapped in their place. Now, again, this is a harmless movie. Yes, but it, it is so, like when you compare it to Ninja Turtles one and two, the production quality was just not there. It looked they, they looked like shit. Yeah, the no, they're totally was fully going out. underdeveloped, and like again, April changed again. I think. <laughs> yeah, this one's just to- a total cash grab. Um, they're like, you'll you'll go see it. Your kids love their t- love our toys. And my yes. dad did take me to go see it. 
And even as a kid, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, it was good. But is it as so this is where I'm going to debate you on it, because yeah. is it as. I guess I, I want to say detrimental, but that's not really the word I'm after towards the actual characters it's based on. Well, it like, killed the series. That was the end of Ninja Turtles for quite a long time. We didn't even get a live action. Like the next Ninja Turtles movie was like was like uh, almost like two decades later, and it was animated. Like they yeah. didn't want to touch that property. But, I mean, the only other thing that followed it was a live action TV show by Saban. The the, the yeah, people behind it, Power Rangers. Like, and that was even worse. I get it. I, I but it was still following at least the characters that they had established in the movies, they just went completely uh, off the rails uh, with the writing. Uh, yes and no. Like they, Casey Jones just was a caricature of himself. Like it was, <laughs> and, and like they, they thought, okay, we'll bring back Corey Feldman as Donatello's voice and you, you'll love it. It just, and like, it was just goofy. Like it, there was an edgier tone to like the first two movies in comparison. Like there was a scene where like, a cannonball goes like flying by Leonardo's head and he's like sunk his head into his shell and he's like peeking out going he like like a, uh it's just maddening as a Ninja Turtles fan to have seen it become that abomination. Yeah. But however <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. <laughs> the only reason I would fight the only reason I would fight this is that I placed that much, much, much higher on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm see what I'm doing is I'm lumping the three of them together because they're all bad. Would you be willing to slice out Punisher eighty nine for a potential rematch down the line? Fine, fine. <laughs> okay, I, then I, I will I will concede that Ninja Turtles three can be defeated on this list. For the 2000s era Punisher movies. Right. Okay. Uh, Punisher. <laughs> okay. So, uh, number 19. Uh, I have some low-hanging fruit here. Okay. Night. The 1990s Spawn. That is also on my list, so I will instantly give it to you. So one of the things, <laughs> I mean, and for anybody, we're the, we are specifically not getting into plot details of these movies because they don't warrant it. So I know um, this may or may not be good, quote unquote, radio for a lot of people, but really, um, I don't want to further bore anybody by telling them just how bad these movies are by getting into the plot details i i I, i'm not gonna lie i I may dive into some of the plot points to (laughs) express my points on certain movies but uh yeah not it's definitely not a full analysis of each of these films no and i i would say you wouldn't want that truthfully no i would say um to I'm understand sure why Spawn lands on the list, all you need to do is look at the trailer. You've got John Leguizamo as um, uh, oh god, the clown. Yes, as quote unquote the clown. Um, uh, oh god, I can't even remember his goddamn name now. With the violator. The violator. That's it. Malborgia. Yeah. Oh god. And it's just... blah, blah, blah. 
And you know what their solution was? Anytime something didn't work, throw on the CGI cape thing all over the whole fucking screen, and then the, the, they won't notice. Yeah. And Martin it, Sheen was in that movie, too, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he was when He was, like, the fucking <laughs> nemesis of the whole thing. Uncle Ben <laughs> fell very yeah. far from grace. Yes. Oh, my God. That was just a terrible movie. Yeah, so that one, that one definitely landed on my list. So firmly planted at 19. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. So, number 18. I'll, I'll let you go first, because mine's going to be controversial. Oh, you think so? Okay. <laughs> Maybe not with you, but it will be controversial. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 18. I'm going to go with um, a movie that's fairly harmless, but is still absolutely terrible. Howard the Duck. Huh. I... Uh... <laughs> I'll, I have to say, I've actually never watched Howard the Duck, so I, I can't fully give a comparison. But it has, it features a woman. I know there's like some interspecies relations that go on. Yes, in that movie. yes, there is. <laughs> if you were offended by Marty, thank McFly's, you, George Lucas, <laughs> Marty McFly's mom coming on to him. Well, then you're not going to want to see what she ends up doing with a duck. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, my number 18 is a recent one. It is Tom Hardy's Venom. Oh, that is on my list. Okay. Oh, I don't, I, well, don't Don't tell me where it is. Well, I, okay. Howard the Duck is number 18. I'll, I'll concede. <laughs> I put Venom on the list because it's just not a good movie. I found enjoyment out of it, believe it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, like, it just it warrants being on the list. It's just not good. Yeah, in much the same way, I have I have one on here that I enjoy as a movie, but is nothing to do with the character. Uh, yeah, I should I should disclose. There's a lot of movies that I I don't mind watching, but I concede are are terrible. A terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am enjoying this. I don't know if the listeners are, but I'm enjoying this. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. Okay. Number 17. What do you think? My number 17 is 1984's Supergirl starring Helen Slater. Oh, that hurts a little bit. <laughs> it's terrible. It, it, it is. It's, I, it's, it's kind of unwatchable, to be honest with you. It is a it is an awful awful movie and even the cameo of you know was it the super Jimmy cameo? Olsen oh yeah it was Jimmy Olsen that's right Jimmy they, Olsen they couldn't makes... afford Christopher Reeve or something <laughs> no. like that Just... <laughs> they got Jimmy Olsen for his special cameo yeah um, good old Lawrence of Arabia is in it as well it's just <laughs> like, like it's, was it? it's Argus City or Argo City I don't even know what they called it it's just it's boring it's just boring. I guess it that's makes... its greatest sin. It's just boring. Oh. And it doesn't do the character justice. And it's not... I don't think it's even the actor's fault. I think it was like Faye Dunaway was the, the villain too. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. But um, just just a terrible script and a quick cash grab to cash in on the success of Superman. Because um, the, you know, the rights were kind of held by some shady dealings at that time. So, yeah, Supergirl. 
Oh, that one, <laughs> I'm not lie, that one hurts a little bit. Um, <laughs> that was one of those ones that I saw as a kid and thoroughly enjoyed. But even then, <laughs> knew it was terrible. Oh, I've got those on the list too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh shit. Okay, so took the wind out of your sails there a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it did. I'm just trying to think of which one, what movie goes up against it. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna give it to you. I'm, I'm. There isn't even one that I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it 17 because it's not. It's not the absolute worst movie. No, but it it's it, pretty, it's just yeah. It is pretty just bad. Dull. I will have to give that. Oh, that hurts a little. I don't know why. Because it's one of those ones as a kid. You just like, you want to love it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm getting to that one on my list too soon. But uh, number 16, what would you pick? Number 16. Again, I'm going to go with the lumping together of a couple movies, and I'm going to go with the Ghost Rider movies. <laughs> uh, that uh, Well, I didn't bother to put the first one on, on the list, because it's, it's just, it's one of those ones where I could watch it if it was on TV and had commercial breaks, but the second one is just a fucking train wreck. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. Ghost, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance is almost unwatchable. It's it's one of those ones where Nick Cage goes full Nick full Cage, Cage on oh, it. Yes, full Nick Cage and you, you you can't you can't unsee it. No. Choose up scenery. Nothing oh. can save that Yeah, I have it higher on the list, Scott. <laughs> but I but, guess it's it's brought and, down a little and bit. I, 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 I'm gonna one. give you this one because frankly the next one I have, uh I I I have to see this one on this list somewhere. <laughs> okay. But it won't. <laughs> I, I can concede it won't. It, it doesn't compare. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So why don't you read that one out? I've, I've so, thrown Ghost Rider so, movies so as number, number 16. 16. So this one will be probably the most controversial one I'll, I'll say on the list because I know there's people that love this movie. And to this day, I, I just can't get into that camp. And I love the first two in the series, but I gotta say, Dark Knight Rises, oh. garbage Batman movie, garbage. Oh shit! Total garbage. I didn't, I didn't put that on the list. It is not a good. It Batman is not. Movie. It is the it's, worst of the Nolan trilogy. It, 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 it's not. It, it might be a good film. It's not a good Batman movie. It's full of plot holes. It, it. A lot of it doesn't even make sense. It it's too much like City of Bane. It's it's now, just not good. Me, now let me ask you, because this is the perfect spot to have mine in there. Okay. How does it compare to Batman and Robin? I have Batman and Robin higher on the list. <laughs> <laughs> because I I can concede that it's a worse movie, but. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises, like, it's just not Batman. There's no fucking scenario where Bruce Wayne's like, yeah, I'm going to retire and go live my life with Selena and in the cafes of France and or whatever. Like, but does it have the actual film quality where they literally used rewind in some of the fight scenes? There, There's like, there's one stunt double or one stunt guy that just like falls over. Like, <laughs> it's just it, it, it the heart was not in this production no but it this I is can't. where this is the movie where it's a mix of chris nolan's ego like where he he 
sees himself as high, bigger than the property. Uh, they, I know Heath Ledger was a great performance in Dark Knight, but you kind of needed him in this, like that character yes. in this movie, and it, it's a, a, it's just not even acknowledged. It's just a void that they just don't even mention. Yeah, it definitely suffers and, from sequel um, and it, syndrome for yeah, sure. And 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 like they just, they tried to combine like No Man's Land with Dark Knight Returns and. <sighs> And like I, I'm sorry, like Bane is, is like this. No offense to Tom Hardy, but he's not a tall guy, right? Yeah. And so like no matter what camera angle or what box you stand him on or whatever for the angle, it, it, the perspective didn't even look good. When he breaks his back, it doesn't even look good. Yeah. Like you could tell it's a wire. Like. <laughs> and then like, there's just so much inconsistent. Like I'm sorry, then Bruce like is thrown into the the fucking prison pit or whatever, and. You know, the little uh, chiropractor just, like, kind of puts a rope around him and, like, hits him in the back. And he's like, oh, he's always healed. And, you know, he the doctors told him he had no cartilage, cartilage left in his knees. And he's, like, pretty much just broken completely. And the, the allusions to this movie is that after Dark Knight, Batman gave up being Batman. There's no, like, he kept fighting until he was broken. Mm-hmm. No. He like literally gives up and and hides in his his mansion for eight I, years. I will concede it is a movie that has tons and tons of flaws, but it does not have a bat suit with nipples. It does not have ice to meet you. It does not have all these ridiculous <laughs> catchphrases. I think you can't, the, you can't the even Bane, compare them because they're two different things. But I would I would I. I still think Batman and Robin is worse than The Dark Knight Rises. I, I agree, and that's why it's higher on the list. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I don't know that I can put Dark Knight Rises on here. Um, Killing me, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I can I can put that on the list because it is it isn't a one of the good movies, but. I think the the quality of the cinematography, the quality of the acting is far better than what we've got in some of the other things on this list. Hey, Clooney sold it that Batman's adult. <laughs> and so and you know, like at least they at least they were having fun making that movie. Uh yeah, and then the whole like all the freaking fake Robin thing that they did and uh God, that is a terrible fucking Batman movie. All right, I'm willing to let The Dark Knight Rises go up against my number 14, but I don't think it's number 15. <laughs> I think Batman and Robin is worse, and it, so it should be at 15. So, But my scale is that I'm working to the worst movie from the bottom up. Yeah, Batman and Robin isn't necessarily the worst, I think, on my so, list. So you would say Dark Knight Rises is worse than Batman and Robin? No, is better. So it's it, that's so it why. Be, it's, so so it would be like so. I, Batman I, and Robin gonna, should be higher then. Well, Batman and Robin should be at fifteen right now. I think there's <laughs> other. I think there's others on both of our lists that are far worse. To be honest. Okay. Okay. I won't die on a sword like like uh, Alfred <laughs> did or whoever. Fucking. It's just a terrible movie, and I wanted to say that out loud. It is a terrible movie. I can't even rewatch it. I've tried several times. There's some cool shit in it. I I like I like the flying bat or the bat they call it instead of the bat wing. He can't call it that because it's Chris Nolan. Yeah. The shit doesn't stink. 
All right, I'll give you Batman and Robin for number number. Was it fifteen or sixteen? It's number fifteen. I'm, I'm now I'm now considering giving in and saying. Dark <laughs> I think Dark Knight Rises did a lot of harm to the to the character. It didn't do as much harm as Batman and Robin did. So I, you know, I'm willing to concede on it, but I did want to vocalize it. I'm yeah, because I'm also looking at the other ones on the list, and I don't know that it is actually worse than the Ghost Rider movies or the Supergirl movie, or Howard the Duck, or Spawn. Like I don't know that I can put it in there. Fair enough, fair enough. It is to me, but fair enough. <laughs> it is. Okay, I'm gonna put Batman and Robin as number fifteen. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Because I don't. Yeah, it's a terrible, stupid movie. I'm content with just having voiced it to the public, <laughs> so I, I can let it go. I, I think the next movie in my list that is equally as as ridiculous and terrible, um, and almost as detrimental to the character, would be X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, you see, I I didn't even bother to put that on my list. <laughs> is it too low hanging of fruit? It, yeah, like it, it's just <laughs> it's like. If I were to think shitty comic book movie, that would be like number two after Quest for Peace. <laughs> it's like, let's take the Merc with a mouth. And so his mouth shut. Yeah. A decision made by the guy who pulled, like, who's basically spearheading the pull, uh, uh, the uh, removal of Spider-Man from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Tom yeah. Rothman. Yeah. He, he makes good decisions. <laughs> okay, so what's your 14? If if X Men or are we just wiping it off uh, because it is too low hanging of fruit? No, nah, I could give it to you. Okay. So like the next know? couple, like, like well, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Did we put Ghost Rider on the list? We did. Yeah, we've got the Ghost Rider movies at sixteen. Okay. Um. Ooh, what do I pick from my remaining list here? I'm gonna put my next. Wait, sorry, is that? I totally lost my train of thought. So, did you go first on that one? Yeah. This is for number... So, isn't it for number 14? Number 14. Well, it's funny that you should pick that one. My next one's Green Lantern. <laughs> oh. Oh, these are equally as bad. Both insulted by Deadpool. So... Both insulted. I'm yeah. content to take up 14, 13 and 14 with the two of these movies. All right. Fair enough. It's, those... it's just like I remember like being a Green Lantern fan at the time, having real concerns about the CGI costume, especially at that time in CGI, and like thinking that Martin Campbell is totally the wrong fucking guy to get to direct Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. But I was like... I'm getting off of work. I can, if I hurry now, I can make it to see the last show, opening night, and then sitting there going, "What the fuck is this?" And yeah, uh, yeah. but you know, like at the same time, X Men Origins Wolverine is fucking garbage. So. <laughs> and I was one of those, one of those sons of bitches that actually watched it without the uh 
the special effects being fully completed, oh, thinking, geez. thinking, you know what, it'll be better when it's actually got the special effects in there, oh, <laughs> and it made no difference. I guarantee actually, somebody. It was went, actually I, I forgot about that. They, I guarantee you that they leaked the movie on purpose. So like, this is crap. Yes. Let everyone know before they go see it. <laughs> it was terrible. Okay, so that takes up 13 and 14. I'm happy with that. Um. <laughs> All right, so my next one would have been Batman and Robin. Okay. But that's already on the list. My next one is maybe controversial because this movie did well, but I think it's total shit. Suicide Squad. That is also on my list. I'm happy to put it on here because it was absolutely ridiculous the only joy i got from it was looking at some of the locations in toronto that i could recognize <laughs> that's funny because that part of it takes me out of a movie and i'm like eh. yeah i it's just it was just shit i liked i liked will smith's performance in it believe uh, and I, that was my most i was apprehensive about him being in it okay. but he was actually one of the best things in it yeah, he sold me on the character that he was playing. He seemed him and Margot Robbie seemed to be the only ones really caring about. Well, I guess Captain Boomerang. Like the actors are are fine. It's just it's, it's a terrifying. train wreck of a movie. Like it just it's it makes just, no it, sense. Yeah, it makes no it, sense it, whatsoever. It was it was interfered with like just like the other DCU movies. Mm-hmm. They had the knee jerk reaction to Batman v Superman not destroying the box office. Um, because you, you know, in, in this day and age, over like eight hundred million dollars is not fucking enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, this this is also where they just can't, they couldn't just let the directors like do their vision and and you know, and then like that that friggin' Joker that they did with the like what rapper slash gangster Joker with yeah. tattoos and shit. Like, it's just. It was it's poorly conceived. Yeah, it's poorly conceived. That's why Joker's going to do well now, and because it's it's at least closer. But yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad, terrible movie. Fair enough. That is our number twelve. Um, <laughs> number. So we, so we have eleven to go. Yes, we've got eleven to go. Um, okay. I have ten more that that are still viable contenders for this list. So I, I hope you have some good ones. I've got my next one right now is probably going to be a good one for debate between us. Okay. Um, this is this falls into the category of one I like to watch because I genuinely enjoy the performances in it and the story. Okay. But it's got nothing to do with the character it's based on. Okay. That would be Keanu Reeves as. Constantine. <laughs> I'm gonna strike that from the list immediately because I still enjoy that movie. I don't care if it's not John Constantine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I've got to come up with another one. Um, got your back, Yana. So <laughs> my number, uh, sorry, is this number eleven? Yeah, number eleven is Amazing Spider-Man number two. Oh, why stop at two? Why not just put them both up there? I kind of, I'm kind of okay with Amazing Spider-Man. Not everything like that suit's ridiculous and the suit the was whole, stupid. The, the whole conspi- was... the whole conspiracy parents thing was stupid. Okay, fine. Yeah, one and two. <laughs> I, I guess concede, I, but... I like Andrew Garfield in the role and I liked uh, Emma Stone uh, in in it. But yeah, no, you're right. 
Okay, the Amazing Spider-Man. If yeah, okay, fine. Failed if, trilogy that didn't get to a trilogy. If Constantine's taken out, I'll I'll concede to the Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't put it on my list, but it it is definitely. Um, actually, I'll put it up against my no. I think there's this one has a special spot all on its own. Okay. okay. Amazing Spider-Man series. I'm curious because I, I, the one my next one is like a it's like a stab to the heart for me. Okay. Oh, I have to hear this first. Go for it. So now we're in the top ten. This is the top ten. So I do not put the whole series together. I had to reserve something for later. But my next one, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, shit. That is on my list. I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Total knife to the heart. It is... It is so so terrible, and it's, it's not like, like the you Fantastic see the first Four one and you're good. like, okay, okay, you know they didn't quite get it, but you know like I can work with this. It's weird that you know just Galba's suddenly white, yeah, uh, and like and it's Chris Evans' brother uh, sister, um, and like the weird freakish like contact lenses and <laughs> anyways, that's a whole other story. The Rise of the Silver Surfer, oh. Anytime you've got characters dancing in movies using their powers, I'm sorry, you're, <laughs> you're gonna end. You're gonna end up on this list. Yes, yes, you are. Uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. It just, and then like you see Doug Jones, but it's got Lawrence Fishburne's voice and Doc. Like oh, just everything about it. So I, I can't even get into it. It's just total crap, and it hurts the franchise. Like. And it leads to worse down the line. It, yeah, it really does. It's so, I mean, it should have been so good. This was the beginning of the giant smoke monsters that you that yes, the team the Galactus fighting. cloud that they had to fight with no yes. face or anything. And actually, no, something higher on the list started it, but I'll get to that. Okay. But it's it's up. It's one of the early ones where we fight a giant fucking sky monster that's not a monster. Okay. Ooh, this is getting good. We're uh, we're now into the bottom nine. <laughs> so what would what were you gonna throw in there? Uh, no, the Fantastic Four would be in my top ten. I'm happy putting that at at the tenth. Okay. Um, I think the next one on my list. I don't think it's gonna be a surprise to anybody. Um, given that I just hinted at it in number 11 and I just spoke about dancing Spider-Man number three. Oh, we just got snake eyes because Spider-Man three is actually my next one. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was even going to play the music just as a, as a, a an audio cue. <laughs> Talk about sitting in a movie and going like screaming in your head. Like why, <laughs> why, what the fuck? <laughs> what, is, what is this? What's happening? Why, why did Spider-Man go emo? Why is he Here, dancing in a jazz club? Brings out your worst character traits. I'll be already, so he's like, yes, he'll go, he'll go emo. <laughs> he'll go emo and dance in a jazz club. <laughs> oh, and then, and then like, oh, like, and you could tell Sam Raimi wanted nothing to do with it. Like, yeah, it's like you had his movie blended in with the studio movie. So, like, there's the Sandman story where, like, and don't even get me started with Sandman, where he's like, he's the actual killer of Uncle Ben. And then then, and then at the end, Spider-Man, with a single tear coming down his cheek, is like, I forgive you. And he just blows away in the wind. And then you've got fucking 
Venom? <laughs> oh, it's and I so say bad. question mark like, and they're like, we can't do the black suit the way you want it. It has to have the spider lines for some reason. <laughs> It was it, it it's instantly solidified in my head because of the dancing. As it's, soon as that happened, and, that and, is and the just trailer the trailer for the movie actually made it look like it might be all right. Yeah, and that's what made it worse. Like you're, and then you get in there and it's like, what's happening? Yeah, why is he doing that? <laughs> yeah, it, yes, it's one of those uncomfortable he's in the club, watches. Okay, what, 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 he's thrusting his hips. Oh God. <laughs> yes yeah it was just it the movie completely falls apart the whole gwen stacy as a model as a yeah so so mary jane and gwen stacy literally just character swapped Mm -hmm. and then like they but like gwen stacy's also like a footnote (laughs) as a character it's so so terrible and like you take the real life blonde and make her a redhead, and you take the real life redhead and make her a blonde. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> so many decisions, and that is why it's on the top. And 10 then of like the my list. my favorite, and it's got so many memes in it, like the the, the like the scene where Spider Man's fighting Sandman, the giant monster Sandman, and Venom at the same time, and then like the newscaster is like, "Could this be the end of Spider Man?" And I'm like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> Yes, it is. And everyone left the theater. <laughs> I, I, it was. I almost did. I was like, I just kept holding on for like something, and it just never came. And I was like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> to the point that I, I don't. Did I even see Amazing Spider-Man in theaters? I, I don't even remember if I did. I didn't. But it, it fucking so hurt, though. man. Like it. <laughs> yeah. And it, and I loved that series, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series. So did they I. don't. They don't necessarily hold up now, but at the time we hadn't had anything like it. And it kind of held up. I think Spider-Man 2 is still one of the better superhero movies. I until the more recent that, but, Spider-Man uh, ones came out. but <laughs> I disagree with that, but I still <laughs> think it was good at the time. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Snake Eyes. All right. So number eight. Number eight, I'm going to give it to... We've already talked about one Frank Miller um, property... I'm going to talk about another one, and that is 300, specifically 300 Rise of an Empire. Okay, I was going to say, like, 300 was actually all right. Like, surprised me all right. Mm-hmm. Um, 300 continues the storyline that didn't need to be continued, has gratuitous nudity and sex in it for reasons. Well, it, was, it was just a cash grab, Scott. It was just... And, it was just, and it was painfully apparent when you're actually watching the movie. It was just absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, in comparison to my next one, I, I don't know if it. See, I think my next one deserves to be on the list, but. Oh. Well, it can live, as per previous uh, rules that we established, it can live to fight another day. But I have some better ones above it. (laughs) All right, I'll throw it out there. X-Men The Last Stand. Another one I was in the theater and just going in my head, what's happening? I have X-Men The Last Stand and Apocalypse combined. I would would be fine with that because Apocalypse was even worse. Okay, I do think those those are actually worse than <laughs> 300 Rise of an Empire. So, 
I'm willing to give in on that one. Okay. All right. Last stand. Apocalypse. Okay. My which number are we at? We're at number seven. Number seven. Okay. Um. So I might shuffle what I have written down around a little bit. So I have six left. Mm-hmm. My next one is 2003's Angley's Hulk. Oh, good call. I saw this movie at 1.30 in the morning, back when they had movies at 1.30 in the morning. And after working a 12-hour shift at work, and holy shit, was that ever a fight to stay awake. But was, oh. I believe, the birth, of the, genesis, the genesis of the fucking nondescript sky monster cloud thing that they fight at the end. <laughs> his anger taken over yeah. by his dad. You can have it all! <laughs> And it's also where you had... and, the, and it's a comic movie, guys. So you have jumping around panel, like co- fucking yeah. transitioning comic panels and shit, and like it went high art. <laughs> oh fuck no, it went high shit. <laughs> yeah, and you and had the thing the is, I like Derek Banner as, as, Ban- as Banner. I like Derek Banner as, as as Bruce Banner, and there was a lot of potential, like in the cast and everything, but it was just mm-hmm. fucking misconceived movie. He's got to fight his feelings and I, the that's fucking the best, mutant, mutant that's the best description of it. He's literally fighting his feelings. And his daddy that, that beat him or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also now the absorbing man for some reason. So uh, this isn't going to be a surprise, but it's also, it was also on my list. So I'll put it as number seven. Because <laughs> it is a terrible, terrible movie. For everything it tries to do and fails. Um, there's a reason why they created another Hulk movie that didn't land as well. That also didn't land well, but and I can, I think the Incredible Hulk was a decent entry, but yeah, this last one, this one hurt that that one's yes. chances. Like you said, you've got a guy literally fighting his feelings with his dad and giant poodles, and he has are, yeah, and he has he has memories from being an infant of his dad killing his mother and. And injecting him with different stuff because jellyfish is... DNA, Scott. Yeah, you radiated jellyfish DNA. Yeah. Oh, it was that was. And then he grows to like three stories or two stories, depending on how mad he is and all kinds of. Oh God. The only thing cool about it was when he threw the tank or whatever, but even that wasn't worth it. So yeah, Angley's Hulk. Okay. Uh, number six on my list uh-huh. is one that you may or may not have seen. Okay. Called R.I.P.D. I did see it, and it Rest didn't even come to mind because it's total crap. <laughs> even the actors in that movie didn't want to be there. <clears throat> no, no. This was a this was another Ryan Reynolds <laughs> comic book adaptation. He had a few missteps before he landed Deadpool. Yeah. Including the original Deadpool. <laughs> when I say original Deadpool, I mean uh, X-Men, X-Men Origins. Origins. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I, I, I can't even fight it. Like, it's just, it was just crappy. <laughs> a waste of money. A waste of your time. Yes, it's uh, there's a reason probably why a lot of people haven't heard of that movie or watched it. 
<clears throat> okay. Okay. So my number five, I guess this is, mm-hmm. is one that will be controversial. Uh, or maybe it won't be, but it, it has a cult following, I'm sure. But uh, Dark Man. And actually, an extension, I'll say the whole Dark Man series. Oh. It's comic inspired, so I'm kind of cheating a little bit. But it was just. It's something I remembered as a kid thinking, oh, it's so cool. I like Dark Man. And then I watched as an adult and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this? Liam Neeson, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just. And it was like Sam Raimi, early Sam Raimi. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It just was, it's actually really, really bad. <laughs> okay. I will put that up against my number five, which is, well, actually, I don't even know. I've got, see, my next two are interchangeable, um, but I, I guess I'll put it up against Electra. Oh, so, okay. Here's the thing. Electra was my next one and was my originally my number five. Okay. But I I, chatted, I had a, an audible last second change to uh, Dark Man from uh, where on my list. Okay. So Electra breaks my heart actually. Yeah, it should have been better than it was, but it continues on in the. So my five and four, I'm gonna just throw those the two of them out there right now. I will throw I Dark Man off the chart because. It's, it's harmless, I guess, at the end of the day, because Electra was a train wreck, and it, it was total, total crap. Right. And, of course, what birthed that was Daredevil. Which is a guilty pleasure of mine, though I have not watched it in 10 years, so I, it, no. might, it might change, especially now that we've had Netflix's Daredevil. It, it's, yes. I mean, once you've seen Netflix's Daredevil, you go back and watch Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Garner <laughs> dancing on Or have a, uh, a Colin Farrell's like, grunting bullseye. <laughs> yeah, grunting where he's carved the bullseye into his forehead because he's dark and gritty. Yeah, dark and gritty, my favorite. Yeah. So number four for me We can me lump is... them together. We can put Daredevil and Elektra together. They're As a pair. number five? Fair enough. Yeah, why not? Double Electra. Okay. I think even directed by the same director. Uh, they might have been. Or he produced it or something. I don't know. I know he had his hands in Ghostwriter too. So <laughs> Mark Steven Johnson. <laughs> okay. A name etched in my memory forever. Uh, okay. Um, my number four is Steel. Oh, you know what? I've never actually seen Steel. Sorry, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Steel, uh, not connected to Superman in any way, <laughs> and the, like wearing this like foam, I guess metal armor, but then his mouth and eyes are exposed, and no cape, <laughs> and they change literally everything but his name. <laughs> they changed every aspect of him. <laughs> oh man, it was okay. just—it's just fucking terrible. But it's in that same class as like. Judge Dredd, like it's just these like half-ass cash grabs. Yeah. See, I was gonna put, I think my number. So what was my number four? <laughs> I was gonna put that up against the shadow, but I think <laughs> shadow is watchable though. Yeah, it, it's a bad movie, but I guess you're. It's more in the harmless vein. Yeah. 
like the dark man type of thing where they didn't actually do anything too terrible with the character. It's just more of just a bad, boring movie. Yeah. Right. I'll concede steel. Okay. Steel can take number four. Okay. So this is not, so we have three more to go. This is the bottom three. Okay. Um, so how do I want to do this? It's number three. See, I feel like we should have like, a cut like maybe th- go into number one with three options and whittle it down to one because uh, what was it uh, how, how about this what's your number three uh, i'm just trying to look it up right now i guess number three i kind of this probably should have gone higher on the list because it's not no, when i'm looking at the rest of these it's not as bad <laughs> <clears throat> but the losers okay yeah, it's not a good movie. It's so it's okay. It's kind of harmless too, but yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's always something. Again, Chris Evans, Idris yeah. Elba. Idris yeah. Elba was in that. Oh shit, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, a rip off A Team type of thing. It's just <laughs> yeah. So I'll throw it out there. So yeah, it's um, so okay. Go, I'll I'll throw mine up against yours. Okay. Kick ass two. Uh, <laughs> again, they should have just left it alone. <laughs> just you had one. It was surprise success. You There's no Jim, more story to tell, but you told the story anyways. And then Jim Carrey Jim had like Carey a mental meltdown and yeah. Okay, no, I concede. Kick-Ass 2 is much worse. <laughs> You've got him flying around in a jetpack, and... yeah, It's an example of Mark Miller done wrong, so... Yeah. Okay, I concede. Kick-Ass 2 takes that. Okay, so my my bottom two... Okay. And, and, and we can fight these out, as we said. Okay. My bottom two is Swamp Thing, The Return of Swamp Thing... <laughs> You're digging deep with that one. And Jonah Hex. So I haven't seen either of those. Although I can see that Jonah Hex is a total train wreck. Uh, It is a terrible movie. It is... um, Let's see, who is it? It's got John Malkovich in it, Megan Fox, Michael Fassbender, Will Arnett. It's got Thanos in it as the titular Thanos as Jonah Hex himself. Well, guess, you know what? You inspired me to throw one that wasn't on my list onto my list because he's also in it. (laughs) Men in Black 3. Oh. And I only put that on as a bad movie just because it's a disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't actually hate it, but I, I, I figured let's let's have the the Josh Brolin films fight off, fight against each other. Okay. Um, also, I'm treading water for my next pick. So. <laughs> um, I think Jonah Hex would be much worse. Than... Yeah, I'll I'll give it to you. Jonah Hex, it is. Jonah Hex. Okay. All right. Number one. You're, so my number one is obviously so, Swamp Thing to the return of Swamp Thing. 
Okay, I'm gonna say, do you have at least two more other uh, two more titles that you could throw in there to compete? You throw yours, and I'll see if I can come up with another one. So originally, I put my number one. It's Tank Girl. <laughs> oh. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like it's there's a cult following. And I, I don't want to insult anybody. It's just, it's unwatchable garbage. <laughs> and like, I find Laurie Petty like kind of annoying. So it's, I, yeah. Okay. I, but I, I, my... I also want to throw in. Okay. <laughs> Red Sonia, another so terrible disappointment. Oh my God. I didn't even realize they made a Red Sonia. <laughs> Yeah, and it's starring Connie uh, Bridget Nielsen as as Red Sonia. Oh my God, Sly's old girlfriend. <laughs> and 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 Schwarzenegger's in it as not Conan because they didn't have the rights. <laughs> okay. But I also I, I'm gonna throw two others uh, for this round robin here, and uh, you know it's not fair. They're not really the number one worst, but whatever. The Lone Ranger, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it's really like just not appropriate and it's total garbage and boring. Yes. And then I had to throw one more Ryan Reynolds in there. Blade Trinity. See, the Blade Trinity is a bit of a guilty no. pleasure for me. No. It's garbage, it, Scott. It is terrible. Dominic Purcell is Dracula. <laughs> and Blade takes a backseat to like his his franchise. Now I get Wesley Snipes was a nightmare and it like it made the whole production uh, uh, a horrible thing. But like that was like Night Stalkers featuring Blade. But I stand by Tank Girl being my number one. <laughs> The, those are my three. Those are my three soldiers here to fight for the number one spot. Oh man! And in my head, it only really comes down to the return of Swamp Thing and <laughs> you Tank Girl. Don't like Swamp Thing. <laughs> the return of Swamp Thing is terrible. Um, it's got Heather Locklear in it as the the as uh, Abigail Arcane. Uh, who goes back to with her dad from the first movie. So, I mean, there's there's attempts at this one to keep it within the comics canon, I guess, but it's just mm-hmm. so, so terribly done. Terrible special effects. Um, <laughs> oh, but Tank Girl, I mean, Tank Girl is just... Oh, that is a terrible movie. Okay, Scott. Go on Google, YouTube... And look up Tank Girl trailer. And I haven't done this in 30 years, so I don't even know what the trailer is, but I am convinced that trailer will convince you. I'm pulling it up right now. So while I'm doing that, why don't you pull up, let's see if we can get some assistance. Return of of Swamp Thing. Uh, Come on, i got to skip the ad. A second here. And there's a video. Return of Swamp Thing best scenes. 
Oh my god. Oh wow, there's a trailer for the Swamp Thing TV show in front of this trailer. Okay, it's Miramax Films. It's already got that going against it. (laughs) Yeah, Tank Girl looks terrible. Okay, I'm I'm gonna unplug my headphones here because I feel like the audience kind of needs to hear some of it. Let's see. Oh, that volume. Yeah, I, I just realized that this is probably terrible radio because we're both just watching the trailers. But oh my god, Tank Girl looks absolutely. Happy anniversary, awful. everyone. <laughs> oh, Tank Girl's awful. Can you hear this at all? No. No, we're not hearing anything, any of that. Um, I still concede that Swamp Thing, the return of Swamp Thing is is worse than Tank Girl. <clears throat> I could see yeah. Tank Girl maybe knocking something so, else off the list, but no. <laughs> there's no way so it's worse. The trailer, I'll, I'll just describe it. So there's a knock at the door and the two kids answer, and there's a thing screaming at them, and they just slam the door shut, and then scream. And then says the big green guy's back. And then he casually says, they call me Swamp Thing. <laughs> and that's where it lost me already. Yeah, it is It is a film filled with just utter pish. It's so, just... So this version of Swamp Thing is just a, a human man wearing swamp shit. Yeah. Yes, it's, oh, it doesn't okay, have... using a baseball bat now. It doesn't have any of the the kind of horror element from the first movie that made it kind of culty and fun. It's got like some 70s like rock music playing in the trailer. Well, it's Heather Locklear. It's like a hair band must have had something to do with a music video. Now the sheriff's talking about bang here. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, Swamp Things gives the thumbs up. <laughs> Sorry. So he, he says, I can't give you the kind of love that you want. And she's like, why not? And he's like, I'm a plant. <laughs> okay, guys. That's the winner. <laughs> the return of Swamp Thing. It's 1989's classic. <laughs> It's, it's an a, action comedy directed by Jim Wynorski. Yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely Dick terrible. Rock, Heather Locklear, Sarah Douglas, and Louis Jordan. Now, I will say Tank Girl is probably worse than Jonah Hex. <laughs> okay, I would agree. So I will remove that as the number two and replace it with Tank Girl. All right. So, Scott, why don't you give the rundown from 25 up? So starting at number 25, we have Catwoman, followed by the AVP franchise, followed by The Spirit, 1995's Judge Dredd. I'm the law. I'm the law. (laughs) The Phantom, The Punisher, specifically the 2000 era, Spawn, Howard the Duck, Supergirl. Actually, sorry. 
just throw all the punishes in there. It has the other one has to be the list. That was originally my number five. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> the Punisher so series. He just ha- he's the Punisher, but he has no skull on his. Oh man. Uh, Spawn, Howard the Duck, Supergirl, the Ghost Rider movies, Batman and Robin, X Men Origins, Wolverine, Green Lantern, Suicide Squad. The Amazing Spider-Man series. <laughs> and then getting into our top 10, we've got Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, Spider-Man 3, X-Men Last Stand, and Apocalypse, Hulk, R.I.P.D., Daredevil and Elektra, Steel, Kick-Ass 2, Tank Girl, and the all-time champion, The Return of Swamp. Now a new challenger has entered the ring, Scott, <laughs> because I totally forgot to say it. 2015's Fantastic Four. I know. I just saw that. I don't think it replaces anything in the top ten, and I, <laughs> I'm pushed to say it's it's it's. I don't know if it's even worse than the Rise of the Silver Surfer. I couldn't tell you because I fell asleep watching it and never went back. It is. I think it's too too easy. It's too much lo- low hanging fruit. All right. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. All right. I even forgot it while it was written in front of me. So <laughs> There we go. Let me add those all to the show notes so you can look those up. Now, I challenge you to watch all of these movies in the order that we've presented <laughs> from and bottom to top. Tell us we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. <laughs> all right. All right, so <laughs> I hope we still have listeners after this episode. I had hoped so. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is the part where we will move on to, uh, I guess, X-Mansion? Yeah, why not? Just do a quick thing. Yeah, do a quick one. On so X- X-Mansion uh, with the release of House of X number... Three. Or three, number three. Um, I wasn't really blown away by this ep- issue. Uh, it was good. Like uh, it, it felt kind of like that... that 90s X-Men were going on a mission or X-Men the video game going on a mission type thing but you don't really get to it sort of you kind of get to the beginning of the mission mm-hmm. and it's like you know so you see Cyclops this one kind of gives you some insight that Cyclops is kind of still Cyclops like he he's not like kind of like reprogrammed like how you know Xavier and Magneto kind of seem like they are and they, they the X-Men kind of feel like the X-Men but they also like they're going on a mission to stop like their eventual extermination. Uh, but what really pulls me out of this, and don't get me wrong, they were helpful and like full of information, but the data pages, man. It's like he heard us and then he doubled them. The continuation of the data pages. Yeah, I was wondering how how they would have landed on this specific issue. Um, I mean, a lot and they were dense. They were very dense. They give you all the breakdowns of the Sentinels and what the various Master Molds and Mother Molds and Omegas and Nimrods and everything. And frankly, not necessary for the book. Like you could have put this as like in the back of the book or something or or even online in an article. Like it didn't really need to be in the book, even though it's it's all useful information. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt just like padding. Yeah, it's tricky because we're really six issues into this storyline. Um, so I think, 
I think if we start to dial back on the data pages, it's going to be a lot more helpful. And I agree with you. This wasn't as easily a contender for pick of the week. It was still extremely solid and it was a hell of a lot of fun. This is like you said, it's classic X-Men going on a mission, especially into space um, to stop something that they don't really understand. Um, The thing is like one thing that kind of changes the feel of it though, is that the X-Men kind of, Maybe people wouldn't agree with me, but they kind of feel slightly villainous still to me. So it yes. kind of changes some of the dynamic and the feel of, of them going on a mission. I didn't find like I'm like I'm fully rooting for them. I get their their goal here, but like it it almost feels like a, a mute, again a mutant takeover. So it doesn't quite feel like the X Men as we know it because it's not. Yeah, and that's even carried through into the pages with Emma Frost showing up to get Sabretooth. Yeah. Um, he's obviously standing trial for all of his crimes, and she just basically walks in and says, no, he's ours, and he's got immunity, and takes yeah. him away. Obviously using some of her powers at the time, but yeah. Um, there's, I there's... Actually, no, I think it even specifically says she's not using her powers, so that she was tempted to. But it's like that's how powerful this Krakoa thing is and the mutant nation. Yeah, it's there's a lot still hanging out there. That's you're right. You're still not sure the X-Men are the good guys. <laughs> you don't know if you should be rooting for them or not. It makes an entertaining story, but at the same time, you're just like, oh, I don't know. It it What it is extremely effective in is kicking up the pace on the storyline and getting yes. you into some action. True. And you broken up get, by data pages. Broken up by data pages, but you and still giant, get giant pages just for a tiny quote. <laughs> for you least... to die, you would have to be forgotten, and no, no one forgets a founder of a nation. Yeah, like okay. Um, and then we get like a little um, Krakoan alphabet, so we're kind of shown what the symbols actually mean, so you can actually go in and decide and cipher them, I guess yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I spelled my own name in my head, and I kind of liked how it looked. I never thought of that. Let me take a look. So it's... <laughs> I kind of liked it. Um, I, I love. Don't, I don't really like how mine looks. <laughs> weird. I like the. I do like the big mother mold. Uh, I like that design of just this gigantic <laughs> sentinel head floating oh, yeah. in space. Like, I, it's not by. It's not like garbage by any means. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like they should really just call this a twelve issue miniseries instead of this House of X Powers of Ten thing. Like it's it's just one big story. Yeah. So. So, but anyways, yeah, uh, it's still worth reading. Uh, definitely check it out. It's it, it's it's enticing, and uh, there's like a cliffhanger ending, which you know is gonna be revealed that everything's okay, but still. Yeah, it's, it's a really solid. solid issue. I think you get some some good X Men action. Um, if you're a fan of Nightcrawler doing his thing, you get some good uh, Nightcrawler action, in there, which I really appreciated. All right. So if you had to review rate it, what would you give it? I would give it a four out of five. I, I don't think he's got many mixed uh, missteps in this yeah. whole series. And like I say, he's picking up the pace with the action. Um, but like you, uh, while I do enjoy reading some of the um, data pages it is getting to be a little bit much i did appreciate the the first one that you really run into mm-hmm. or sorry not one of the first ones the one that tell, explains more of what happened with moira yes 
yeah. and everything that lays it out a lot clearer for everybody. Um, so I did appreciate that, but a solid four out of five. I would give it three Krakoan crib sheets out of five. <laughs> and it's because those crib sheets are really kind of pulling it down for me a little bit, but yeah, still good. Okay. Okay. Um, so just in ter- for the sake of time, I, I think we're running a little bit long. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into the books I read this week. Uh, I will say that Marvel Comics 1000 came out, and I had every intention of reading it until I actually had it in my hands, and then I, I didn't care anymore. Um, yeah, I won't lie to you. I had uh, 10 or 11 other books to read, and that one just I couldn't get to it in time. Yeah, like I, I got through everything else, but like I just found like I didn't really care well there's dr strange washing his clothes nude okay um yeah uh i'll, I'll eventually read it i guess at some point mm-hmm. it's I still very much a cash grab and a cheat there's no <laughs> 1000 issues of marvel comics but anyways uh yeah so pick of the week um my pick of the week this week surprised me but I'm more curious to hear what yours is first, because mine's a bit underwhelming, I think. <laughs> uh, but I will say that I kind of hated Absolute Carnage Miles Morales number one, mainly because it wasn't even consistent with the book that tells part of the same story in Absolute Carnage number two, mm-hmm. uh, which was still a very much a solid book. Uh, but it wasn't my pick of the week, surprisingly. Um, it was no, still it, uh... good, but it didn't have the it didn't have the impact the first issue had. No, I didn't think so. And it felt a little more disjointed. Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Venom and Spider-Man aren't together. And I must have missed a page or something where they decided just, to split off. Well, they kind of decided when they were, like, passed it on, like, that rooftop or whatever. Yeah. Spider-Man's like, I'll go deal with the getting the Avengers on board with everything. And he'll go deal with the low lives. I must have missed that quick thing because all sure. of a sudden he's in a fight now. And Miles Morales is there. And... Yeah, it was during their kind of their chat. I must have missed it. it. But like you say, it was solid, but it wasn't it wasn't quite as impactful as, as number one was. Yeah. Um, I kind of was I was going to read Friendly Neighborhood number 11, especially because I'm kind of digging Tom Taylor. But mm-hmm. I, I opened it up and then I just closed it. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been deciding that I'm going to uh, deal with the volumes that he's releasing on some of those until I can I think get it'll work better. At work, I think it'll work better as a volume, to be honest. But mm-hmm. uh, it just. I don't know, something I just kind of, and I usually like a Mary Jane story, but it just didn't really grab me. And then it's kind of showing some continuity issues, like Aunt May's kind of, I don't know, uh, I'm not even going to get into it, but um, (laughs) yeah. But I did read Flash number 77. Uh, It was all right. Like, it it didn't blow me away. I kind of like, I always liked the Black Flash showing up. Yeah. Um, But then it reminded me of all the other forces that are going on all the characters he met during force quest and i just don't care for that at all just about to say the sooner that's this whole force war bullshit is done the oh. the better i'm kind of rooting for the black flash right now <laughs> like take them out yep. <laughs> yeah let's just be done with it already yeah so um there's that uh avengers number 23 i i read because i'm a sucker for ghost rider and i really enjoyed that and i liked i liked all the ghost rider parts and i like that it was actually cosmic ghost rider uh that was possessing avengers mountain mm-hmm. 
and setting up like this kind of big conflict between him and and uh, the Avengers. So I'm down with it. I I know like he even tells them he's Frank's castle. So I can't wait to kind of see what they say next issue. Um, it's he's a ridiculous character, but I I still love it because of that 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 miniseries. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on board with that. Still not my pick of the week, though. Uh, I read, I'll just quickly say, I read Amazing Spider-Man number 28, Wonder Woman 77, Batgirl 38, Justice League number 30, Superman number 14. Um, I did want to say uh, Superman I actually kind of enjoyed. Uh, I also liked because it was getting the, like, the end is kind of in sight for Unity Saga. Yeah, thank God. But now we kind of know what the Unity Saga means it's about the united planets so it's uh it was really the whole, his whole superman run is was leading up to the reboot of, of legion of superheroes mm-hmm. uh the recalled issue <laughs> literally because i got i have actually the original print because the store just put it in my box anyways and then i have the 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 current the, the i guess the official re-release at with the the new cover and they just kind of altered some of it they cut some skin tones were changed and some uh, I guess they so there was some some kind of battle going on in, uh, <laughs> in, in upper management and, and I guess middle management because uh, I guess some editorial decisions were they wanted or didn't want and they went to press and then they changed their mind and I'm not gonna get into the you know the deep specifics of it but uh, it, it, it's not as big a deal as people are probably making it out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious and I'm kind of excited to see Jonathan Jonathan Kent go off to the future so we can just have Superman stories again. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in number 15 specifically and how it, they're going to play well, that out. They've kind of already spoiled it. Like he they, he's going off to with the legion right so like he's kind of the reason he he's the kind of the father of the united planets basically and it's like this kind of like subverted expectation because you've always known superman to be the inspiration for everything but now they're kind of making it john kent instead um so whatever uh but i did enjoy the the read and uh i see i know you said you enjoyed justice league and i thought it was decent Mm-hmm. but it was not my pick of the week no it wasn't my pick of the week either i did enjoy it i thought it was uh i thought the story was a lot of fun and obviously anytime we're getting uh jorge Jimenez back on the art i'm fully on board so i was confused about the art in a little in a few part a few pages like is that Catwoman? I took it to be Catwoman, um which doesn't match up and with Harley, any of the other and, continuity yeah, like, but and then like Jericho is both in the hero and villain panels. Yeah. So like I was kind of confused if that was like a mistake or if there's more to what they're showing here. Like I, I wasn't sure. Um. But yeah, the art's great. I I, I enjoy this book still. Uh, except you know when I saw Commandy and the giant tiger people, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> but uh, I am happy to see the JSA make a return. I hope it's not like a kind of a fake out version of them. Like I hope this is legit their return mm-hmm. um and i guess this must take place after doomsday clock because yeah <laughs> i don't think doomsday clock is in anything anymore because um i, I almost wonder Alfred, if doomsday clock is not even canon anymore 
It so. can't be because Alfred is existing in Doomsday Clock, and as we know, he's dead. Oh, man, and I thought Batman was going to get his symbol back. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there was that. Um, Batgirl, I, I hadn't checked in t- for a while, but I actually quite enjoyed this issue. It wasn't my pick of the week. I'm, I'm holding that one off a little bit here. But uh, it had the thing that take, draws it down, takes it down is it's got the you're the villain dark gifts from Lex Luthor, special agent yeah. Dr. Lex Luthor here going around to everybody. And he makes this Oracle robot that I guess Batgirl built at some point, <laughs> sentient. And so she's like trying to find out why she was discarded. And then there's like these anthropomorphic. Uh, villains that I guess were introduced at some point that I don't really know what, what they are or where they're from. However, I, I am enjoying when it gets back to Batgirl and it's telling her story, which apparently she's kind of broke and her, her shitty costume got ruined, so she rebuilt her uh, a, like a, a kind of a patched up costume out of old costumes. So she has a cowl again in, it, in a good chunk of the issue. So I was like, yay. Um, so, um, I, I'll probably keep going with it, uh, for the next couple issues. Uh, Wonder Woman, I will say, uh, maybe, sorry, maybe I should let you, uh, I was just gonna wait till you got to your pick of the week. Okay. Um, okay. Um, not Wonder Woman, but it was still a pretty good read. Um, but the, uh, Cheetah has, with her dark gift from special agent, Dr. Lex Luthor, uh, is the God Killer sword that uh, killed Ares at the beginning of uh, G. Willow Wilson's run. And she killed Aphrodite, which has now killed love. And so it's affecting, like the, I guess, the world. And uh, it's revealed at the end of the issue, I believe, that it's like part one of Loveless. And I guess this is going to impact the world uh, now that there's, I guess, no love in it. So I, I guess in its in its way, it's contributing to the year of the villain. Um, Amazing Spider-Man, again, just kind of middle of the road for me. Uh, I don't really get the whole Randy dating <laughs> Beetle thing. Yeah, that's. I feel uh, like that is just not necessary. I don't get. So and again, no mention of that the millipede guy, and I'm just like, for, for fuck's sakes, just. If you want to write a boomerang book, go write a boomerang book. Yeah, I just I want them to get over, just to get on with the core story. This mm-hmm. was this was a sidelined piece that didn't need to be there. This is the kind of thing that we'd get in a backup. Yeah, yeah, it's like a like an annual or something. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> my big surprise to me uh, for pick of the week, and I. I don't know how this happened, but at the end of the day, it just it, I'm 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 starting to be a little intrigued by it, and uh, I I just love the art in this book, and so my pick of the week is Batman Superman number one. What? Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but I really really enjoyed the artwork in this and. I, I kind of like the dark Shazam thing uh, reveal at the end uh, more than I thought. I thought it was going to be dumb, but I thought it was really creepy to see like the little like pixie booted Robin attacking, and they think it's this kid that they're uh, this uh, kid that I guess the Batman who last has abducted, and so they think it's him, but it's revealed to be spoilers Billy Batson, and I mean it's it, it's intriguing because. 
Superman's vulnerability to magic, so he's kind of useless uh, when it comes to this. And he's kinda, it's, so I'm kind of curious to see how this series is going to go as a whole. Like, is if this is because it's supposedly an ongoing series, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I kind of just enjoyed this book. It maybe it hit me at the right moment. And of course, I'm like I said, I'm, I've omitted House of X uh, from the the running with these books, so maybe that would have been that would probably have been uh, my pick of the week over top of this. But uh, I think I just I like reading Batman where he seems like he's Batman in a book. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I can't justify it really, but. <laughs> Hey, it's subjective. You enjoyed it. That's all it has to count it's for. It's just I, I I enjoyed it. I'm a sucker for a Batman Superman team up and and you know I I think Dave uh, is it David Marquez David, is the name. Yeah. Like uh, he's I think he came from Marvel. Um, yeah, the art looks yeah, fantastic. Like it, it's 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 really stellar. Like especially for a like for a, a issue number one of a, a kind of like a a partner book you. It's I don't know I just thought it was done really well. He could have maybe had a little more detail in some of his backgrounds, but like his people are are fantastic and like the I liked seeing the the Batman Who Laughs Batcave, which we uh, never really got to see, but of course he would have a Batcave because he's mm-hmm. Batman. Um, it's a twisted Batcave, and so yeah, uh, I'm intrigued uh, to see what they do next with it. Um. Out of all the Year of the Villain stuff, this is probably the the part of it that I guess kind of works for me, um, as long as it doesn't stay too long. It's it's a conspiracy for Batman and Superman to figure out, and that's kind of what I've en- I enjoyed about the old Superman Batman book. So um, a little more of that in DC Comics can't hurt. Okay, I guess I'll have to check it out and actually see what the uh, what the story is with it. All right. Um, I won't run down my entire list of, of comics. I'll just jump straight to my pick of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, those that have listened to us before won't find it any surprise. Um, I'm a sucker for a good Thor story. So Thor number 16 is actually my um, is my yeah. pick of the week, titled Once Upon a Time in Asgard. It's a great story of Thor being inducted as the All-Father, Okay. Um, but he d- okay. doesn't show up to his own party. Instead, he's going around <laughs> to the various realms and still doing good. Um, he's helping out in a church on Earth. He's helping to feed um, some of the the dark elves that have now gone hungry because they were never taught to farm for themselves. Um, you know, he's just he's doing good in all the different realms that he can because he still wants to prove that he's he's worthy of being uh, the All Father. Um, so he's out doing that. So it's it's a really cool story, and it it ends with uh, the kickoff of uh, the King Thor storyline that's going to be coming uh, out in a couple months' time, I guess, or in a month's time. So very much looking forward to that. Jason Aaron continues to to kill it with Thor. Um, I think he's just he's got the voice, the art. I'm not huge fan of uh, Del Mundo's art. Mm-hmm. The the styling doesn't necessarily work for me, but the the writing is just so goddamn good. Um, I don't think I don't think anybody else has quite nailed Thor's voice quite like Jason Aaron has. Um, Can I so, ask you a question? Yeah. Doesn't that kind of contradict 
the resolution and conclusion of War of the Realms? No. No, because he was made the All-Father, so this is him actually being like Odin's throwing a thing. He's prepared a big speech for him and all these kind of things, and it's the fallout of the various Wars of the Realms that he's going to the different realms or everything um, and kind of lending a hand where he's needed. Okay, fair enough. So, but it's, yeah, it's really good. It's got, it's got old Thor. It's got the young Thor in it. Loki makes an appearance. Uh, Tooth Nasher comes back. Um, Volstag gets pissed off because Thor actually stole, stole all the food um, <laughs> from the ceremony to actually give it to some other people. Uh, everybody's commenting on the fact that Thor is nowhere to be seen. Uh, but everybody that knows him well enough knows that there's like, that's to be expected of him. Um, and it ends with, a very uh, sinister-looking Loki, I believe, who's also infected by um, the Dark Sword uh, from the God Bomb storyline, um, or the God Butcher storyline, uh, is going to be coming back in this one. So this should be really, really good. And it was a it was a solid book, and it was a welcome send-off to to the the core Thor storyline, moving into the King Thor. So does this end this book, this Thor title, and then it goes turns into King Thor, or? Yeah, so it it ends with it saying Thor may be over, but Jason Aaron has one last tale of Asgard, uh, and he's reuniting with God of Thunder artist Isad Rebic to tell it. Uh, don't miss King Thor on sale September 11th. It's the final chapter of a story years in the making. Okay, might have to check that out. Mm-hmm. It's it's sure to be good. I mean, Jason Aaron's Thor has been you know stellar if not just completely solid the entire time Mm -hmm. it's been i think this is going to take over as kind of everybody used to talk about william um uh simonson's uh thor run Uh, yeah being the the pinnacle of thor i think jason aarons is probably going to surpass that strong uh, words yeah (laughs) so we'll see time will tell yeah okay okay well, um, did you want to give it a rating, or are you happy with it as is? I think I'm happy with it just as the pick of the week, to be cool. honest. All righty. So this has been issue number 52. Scott, where can they uh, reach out to us? Yeah, so if you want to send us a comment um, or a question, please email us at terminalvelocitypodcast at gmail.com, or by all means, leave a comment and review on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, help spread the word of Terminal Velocity Podcast and, uh, you know, share it with as many friends as you can. Okay. You can also follow us at Comics Terminal on Twitter and uh, Terminal, Velo- uh, Terminal Velocity Comic Book Podcast uh, on all the other social media outlets. So, uh, yeah, we'd look forward to hearing from you and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in for this super long <laughs> episode. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's still there. Yeah. Well, for, for now, take care. Yeah, bye. Mm-hmm.